Pete, Corso, and Catone. I think, I think, listen, Mark, listen, hold on. When I say, would you have caffeine today? What the hell is that up here? Presented by Special Sauce Podcast, Studio 42 Design, and Corso Law Group. Now for the real deal New England field, Corso and Catone. Welcome into Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. I'm Corso. With me is Catone, and Joe is in the booth. And uh, welcome to our season finale, right, gentlemen? Season finale. Yes. 40th episode of the season, and it marks the last one of the season until we come back on July 23rd. And we're going to set you all up today for what you need to know until we get back. But we know you're with us on YouTube Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, hey, wherever you podcast. And uh, check us out on Twitter, Corso underscore, at Corso underscore Catone. And, of course, Heated Hotline, 855-313-PATS, 855-313-7287. The reason I'm telling you about the Heated Hotline in the season finale, you may be saying, what the hell is he telling me about the Heated Hotline now? What are we calling? Because next week we're going to have a bonus show. Ooh. And that's going to be yes, a bonus show, Mark. And I don't know if you did you know about this, Mark? I listen. I don't know anything. You let me know last minute. <laughs> Mark, you know, oh, his travel agent because he's always falling yeah. off ladders and breaking his wrists and stuff listen. like that. So um, no, we're going to have our, our our sports superstition show. So we want. Oh, you everybody. mean the reason why the Celtics lost the championship? Yeah. See, and you can bring that up, Mark, uh, yeah. next week, and you can bring that up next week, and everybody out there. We want you calling. We want you emailing. Uh, Joe, throw up the email, too, when you get a chance. Uh, Corso.Catone at gmail.com. So call us 24-7 between now and next week. We want to hear your sports superstitions, whether it be when you played, it, now when you're watching sports, as a youth. How doesn't matter how silly, how ridiculous, how disgusting it is. We want to hear it all. So make sure you give us a call, 855 313 Pats and of course email corso.catone at gmail.com. But we have this show to do and we have a good one. So we're going to go Yankees versus Red Sox. Of course, Catone's comments. You never want to miss that. We're going to hear from one of you in heated hotline. And in the real deal, hey, let's get prepared for training camp. So, guys, lots to do, lots to talk about. How are we doing this week? Oh, you know it. We're we're ready to roll. Joe, he doesn't seem like he has a lot of energy today. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. When do you get composed comments? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be blaming me for something again, you know? But uh, all right, guys, are we ready for are we ready for uh, Yankees-Red Sox? Let's go. All right, let's do it. I just love that. I just want to see them go at it one more time. You want to play it again? No, no, no. <laughs> I, just, I want to see the Red Sox and the Yankees, like, finally, you know, get to that well, got, series again. You know what I mean? Well, they you got know. one coming up, right? They got a uh, they got the, two series coming up. The what, Red Sox, games? starting July 4th, we're going to see what they're made out of because they played, like, the next, like, 18 games of Red so- uh, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays. Like eight, the next eighteen games over like a oh, three yeah. and a half week stretch. So we're gonna see. That's probably gonna make or break their season, right? Yeah, Whether they, they they're a the wild game. card team or not. 
they got the Yankees, Rays, then Yankees again, and then they and get then, the Blue and, Jays, and, 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 the, and the Blue Jays. Yeah, so that well, let's start with that, Mark. Let's you start know? with the Red Sox then, and let's talk about. Yeah, I mean, because you hear everybody around town talking about they're making a push, they're coming. They're and only listen, they out. played, they played the Little Sisters of the Poor leading up to the last two. I mean, come on, I don't know if you've watched many Anaheim Angel games. <laughs> Listen, he saved it for the finale. Oh, boy. I don't know if you've watched just retitled the show. That's Listen, it. I don't know if you've watched any of the Anaheim Angels, Chris. They're what you want to talk about. They got Trout, Otani, uh, and, and, and a bunch of guys I've never heard of. Like, they're bad. Yeah. Okay. They're bad. Uh, they played um, the uh, A's a horrible. Absolutely, like like they play some real poor teams. So yeah, yeah they went like ten and one. And, they went like yeah. ten and one on that road trip to the West Coast. Right. But those West Coast teams are all way. Their their records are worse than the Red Sox. Like you yeah, play bad. The American League, Chris, is a bad league. I'm just gonna put it out there. There's a lot of bad teams in the American League. If you watch the National League, the National League has overall better teams in the American League. So yeah, so the Red Sox went on a roll, and but. Let's see what they're made out of against teams that actually have winning records now. It's going to it's going to tell us a lot about them. Well, talking about specifically now within the then the roster because again, yep. you listen around and you hear everybody talking about, well, what moves can they make? And they made a couple of them um last week, but what kind of moves should they make? What can they do? What should they do? Um to you know, I, when I look at this mark, they're hitting they're hitting okay. I mean, you know, if you take away the beginning portion of that season, you know, where they were just atrocious. Mm-hmm. They played, you know, they're playing good ball. Um, yeah. they're hitting the ball, they're getting now they're getting time some timely hitting, and they're they're winning games when you know, when you saw after six innings, remember the stat we gave a couple of weeks ago, they were like whatever, they were the worst team in baseball, right? After six. Well, yep. now you're starting to see them come around a little bit on that. They've blown a couple, but um it looks like Frenchie Cordero's playing better. Dalbach, they're hitting the ball, they're playing that playing first base a little better. We'll talk about sale in a second, but is it just is it defensively where they need the help in the outfield, or is in, in the hitting okay, or what should should they be buying also at the deadline? I still think that if you get, I mean, they've been getting some underrated starting pitching. I mean, I don't think people realize if you look at their starting pitching stats, their starting pitching is actually in the upper half of the league. So, so their starters have actually given them some real solid outings. The, the issue still, I think is the bullpen. I mean, yeah, they, even the games that they've been winning, Chris late in games, the ninth inning is still like a, like it, it's almost like they're dodging bullets. I mean, they're always got this. They're really, the close is always putting some guys on base. I mean, they, they won a game out in Seattle a couple of weeks ago. You know, they had men on second and third. Guy hits a ball. You couldn't hit it any harder. He happens to hit it right at the second baseman. Yeah. So, like, they, they got a couple of timely breaks, but I still think they need bullpen help if they want to do anything this season. I think during the trade deadline, you need, you still need to work on that bullpen. You think Story, I mean, because you, you know, everybody was like, oh, Story's playing better, and you, you know, were pretty damn accurate on where, you know, you know, these people, they speak in general, you know, generalities, and they don't, it's not specific, and you talked about his where he can, where he's. His play, the ball, I'm his not range. impressed with his plate coverage at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm still so, not impressed with his plate coverage. Hasn't improved in your eyes at no. this point. So no. 
So that so a defense to me because when I look at this team, I look at the defense, and the defense yeah. has been poor, especially in the outfield. They've had issues. And do you make a move that brings a defensive outfielder in and not worry so much about the hitting with that player? Or is it worth doing something like that with the record they are? Because I think they're going to make, honestly, think they're going to they're make, gonna the, make the wild, wild card. They'll make the wild card, absolutely. Which absolutely. I don't know if that's saying much. No. And we'll see, like you say, coming up in the next few days, the next week or so, what kind of medal they have against the big guys like the Yankees. And so, so do on. you think they need defensive help? Or do you think if they just made some moves to solidify the bullpen. Now, talking about the bullpen, you mentioned Sale. So Sale's mm. coming back. So what do you do with him? Do you put him in the back end of that bullpen and say, listen, you're only going to throw 20 pitches an outing, get yourself strong. We don't need you to start. Our starters are fine, but yeah. you may be, you may eventually become either an eighth inning guy or maybe a ninth inning guy, and you're maybe you're unhittable for us, and, and we don't got to worry about the back end of the bullpen. Or do they move Whitlock back there, Chris? Chris, do yeah. they go back to him? Because he was dominant out of the bullpen at one point. I know he's on injured reserve right now, but. Well, Whitlock was playing what was pitching well um, in an opening role. You know what I mean? When they used them there. Here's the problem with, first of all, let let me, let me preface this by saying, I don't think sales going to pitch an actual meaningful inning for them. If I, you know, know, because. If they bring okay, so if they start him, you'll play him against like Baltimore or somebody like that, and he'll look good. And then when you play him against, then something's gonna happen. He's gonna feel a twinge, some kind of little yeah, thing. I don't and, think you can stretch him out this year. I think you got to limit his number of pitches. That's why I'm thinking you know, bullpen, maybe yeah. right. The only problem with doing that with a guy like him is can he get ready quick enough? Can he get ready in ten minutes? First yeah, of all, I mean, does he have the mental? Point. Does he have the mental? state you know yeah. to be able to come out of it because it takes a certain mental deal you know and that's a good, that's to, a good point. to be able to do that and can he get ready quickly see i because i agree with you i think if you want to control his if you want to control him better you want to control his innings his pitches and you're not relying on him every fifth day then yeah you bring him out of the bullpen i think he'd be effective doing that honestly and i think he'd leave whitlock don't put whitlock back um and go that route until you see otherwise or you see him pitching better or giving some longer innings, more pitches, longevity in the season a little bit, which for him, longevity would maybe be like two, three starts. That's it. So I like the idea. I just don't know if he can get himself ready in a game quick enough to, you know, to get in that. Do you? No, that's, that's, that's a good point. I, I don't know. I don't know if he can, right. But I, I think I, it's better than, like you said, if you put him in as a starter and even let him start out pitching two or three innings and then try to stretch him, at some point he's going to get a twinge here, there. He'll be back on, on injured reserve. I think if you if he's going to give you anything this year, I believe it's going to be in a short roll. Yeah. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe you're right. You're going to have to figure out, can he get ready? And if that's an issue when he can't get ready because he's got a certain routine that he did when he was a starter – then maybe you just use them in one of those um, opening roles. Say, hey, you're going to go to first two innings. We're going to pull you, and 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 then we'll, we'll we'll figure it out from there. Maybe maybe that's what they do. Like uh, Tampa Bay did the other day against the Yankees. Maybe that's all they do with them. Listen, you're going to throw 35, 40 pitches. You're out. No matter what you're doing, you're out. And then that's so, it. So in essence, he becomes basically a relief guy, only just starting the game. Starting the game so he can go through his routine, whatever his warm-ups are, whatever that may be. And, and and maybe, you know, so hey, Chris, you figured out how to use sale. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me, you know. But Only no, I mean, we, we, we but Mark, we talked about it at the beginning of the season that the new new age now is yeah. basically all relief pitches. Right. So what the hell's the difference if you use them in the third, fourth, or you use them in the first? First to third or third to sixth? Or third and to that fifth. may be the way to use him. You know what? Let him come out, throw 35, 40 pitches, limit him, and at, at, at 40, we're pulling you. And maybe if you get to September, October, and it's a playoff game, maybe he could give you 50 or 60 at that point, and maybe that stretches you to four innings or something, right? Five innings maybe, right, if right. he's really if he's on. And, and I guess maybe that's the ultimate goal, right, to yeah. maybe get him to that point. And we don't need you until then. And let's let's just play this out and see if we can keep you healthy until we get to a wild card game, right? All things to look for, all things we want you looking at between now and July 23rd when we come back. And uh, hey, listen, in that time, make sure you call the heated hotline. Let us know throughout the process what you think they're doing. That way we can talk about it, your thoughts in July when uh when we come back. And on the other side, Mark, the Yankees, um, I mean, they're part of they're, they're, they still have the best they're, they're rolling, baseball. Yeah, I mean, they're rolling along. I mean, they uh, last week you saw they, they, at the at 10, they were they were what nine and one or 10 and one out of uh, 11, the last 11, and then they'll drop a game. And you know, one one game they drop, um, where they had a big lead, and that was they, against Toronto, Toronto, and then they blew it. And you, you texted me and said, Well, they would do, I mean, they would do for a loss and a breakdown like that, but I'm not sure how much. What do you do? What are the are there any issues with them, and what should they do, if anything? Well, I still I, a way in, in a way of moves. I still think that well, they got some guys coming back from injury. Don't forget now they've got uh, Britain Zach Britton supposed to be coming back to the bullpen. They're hoping maybe late July, early August. Chapman is supposedly getting ready to bring himself back. I don't know if Chapman is going to go back to the closer role. I think Holmes has that pretty solidified. And Chapman said, hey, listen, I don't go to close at this stage in my career. If they want me to be the setup guy in the eighth, I'll come in in the eighth and give you an eighth inning and he gives you a ninth inning. And if he's really has that mentality, hey, great. I think you could use maybe a little bit of pitching depth at the back end of your starting rotation, maybe. Guys that could be middle reliever or starter. I know Domingo Jaman is rehabbing. You may get him back at some point. Um, I think they only need some minor tweaks. Chris, maybe you pick up another left-handed bat, maybe or something. Because I, I, I think Joey Gallo's terrible. So do you? Do you need? And Hicks plays He's in hot spirits. And cold. Yeah. He's hot and cold. Do you need an outfielder? I, I think I don't. Again, we're talking now. You yeah. know, you got the best record in baseball, right? So, I, mean, I mean, and you know what? You know what? A lot of teams in the past have had the best record in baseball, but they weren't necessarily the best team. I think this is the best team in baseball. In my opinion, yeah. So yeah. right now, yeah, you could healthy, you, yeah. you could use some depth there, or you can use some some front line because you know it's a long season. So yeah. yeah, you can use something in the outfield. Um, Talk to me about Castro because oh. I like to check though. As oh, you guys yeah. are talking about that, somebody just cracked a home run <laughs> right behind you for for the Yankees. Yankees. I there we go. Just cracked the home run as you guys are talking about them being the best team in it's baseball. Now, it's now oh. three to three against the Astros. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but Mark Castro, I mean, because there was some talk talking about, well, what are you going to do, you know, with him? You bring him back, um, opening up a game. What do you think? You, you, I mean, you could. You could bring him. You could. I mean, listen, they have they're, – they're in a position where, unlike the Red Sox – I think they have a little bit of flexibility because they have so many arms in the bullpen and, and their starters have been for the most part, 
decently consistent. I mean, the last couple of games, I think the starters haven't given you the length that you want to see out of them. But but I think you could. I think that that's the one area with the Yankees and con- contrasting with the Red Sox, I think have some flexibility, Chris, when it comes to arms and, and pitching. And because they actually got guys coming back from rehab that are also going to be added into the mix. So that's the one place where I think they could play around a little bit because they have that luxury. I just didn't know. Do you want to disrupt that starting rotation? At this point, probably not. Probably you know not I mean? at this point. Because leave him I mean, where he is. Leave him, him where he is. I, I mean, yeah. you've got what, 50, 51 wins? Leave him where he is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you see the story about, uh, did you see Buster Only come out, come out a couple of days I, ago? These guys want to drop these bombs, you know? So, yeah. <clears throat> Buster tell everybody Only, what uh, he wrote. Yeah. So basically, he comes out, talks about Judge. Um, Aaron Judge is, you know, up for a contract, uh, and he's going to get paid just what three hundred million—a massive, massive. Well, we gambled and we lost that gamble. Instead of just giving him what, what he was looking for, he wanted like an extra twenty, twenty-five million. That's we should have, we should have did it. And now right. we're kicking ourselves. Now right. they're screwed. Yeah, and so now, now I mean, so so he comes out and says, "Look, there's there's these teams in the mix: San Francisco Giants, Mets, um, to try to get him, land him, and the Boston Red Sox." And I hear we hear that as Yankee fans, and you know, I know all of you are in, in, in New England and Red Sox Nation. Want to? Oof! I love that. Not only it's we we bring him in and take him away from the Yankees and kick them in the nuts. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, let's do it. Let's get it done. How can the Yankees let this guy go? How can they let a team sign him? Listen, I think they're gonna listen. We were talking about this the other day too. So look at their roster, the way it's currently constructed. Other than Stanton, and and yes, Garrett Cole. They really don't have any big money tied up long term. Okay. So I, I don't see why you can't give him the 300 million. If if I had to, next year the National League, you're going to hope he stays healthy, Stanton. The National League's going to a full time DH next year. Maybe somebody's willing to take him off your hands and you I alleviate know. his salary. If he could ever get hot down the stretch and end up with like 40 home runs, maybe somebody bites on his contract. I don't know if they will, but either way, Chris, you have to give judge whatever he wants, keep him, because you don't really don't have a lot of money tied up in, in, in long-term money at this point. And listen, that's all BS. The Red Sox, they want to trade Bogots. They don't want to give him the money. There's a question on what they're going to have to give Devers 300 million to stay there. The way he do him, both. Right? Can they bring a guy like judge in and, uh, I don't the think Red Sox no, but- I don't think they will because I think that's why Bloom's there. I don't think they're spending that kind of money anymore. What all we've talked about yeah. is the small market. But crap. yet John Henry is giving huge contracts to guys out in Liverpool. Hey. I think that's his focus right now. I think the Red Sox are, hey, manage it, do what we can do, stay competitive, try to make the playoffs. But I think the days of him spending a ton of money, he's not doing that right now. He's won his world championships here. Right. Well, that that bodes well for you, Yankee fans, to get I, Judge know. back. And but I listen, don't know. we're gonna we're gonna keep track of all of this, uh, you know, throughout the uh, rest of June and into July. And you keep track of it too. Come back July twenty third, and uh, make sure you give us a call in between and let us know if some of our predictions are right. But uh, the Yankees Red Sox was presented by Special Sauce Podcast. What's your special sauce? Special Sauce Podcast. When we come back, the final. Catone's comment of the season is right after this.
Tune in to Special Sauce Podcast, wherever you podcast. What's your special sauce? Hey, for So as many of you know, obviously, if you're listening to us on, on iHeart, Podbean, some sort of streaming service, you can't see it, but I've got the cast on my wrist. So listen. It makes it a little difficult to drive because I'm basically driving with one arm. Okay. Yes, it's a driving story. Oh, here we go, Joe. Here it is. If it's the last one of the season, he's dropping the book. Joe, it's the last one of the season. Like the bookends, Mark. The bookends, the driving in the one half. And yeah, I get you. Has to be. Listen, okay. So here's how this plays into this I've avoided stores, I've avoided them. I've avoided them. I've been good. My arm, it's even worse now. You go to these places. You try to find parking spots. You're going to do all this craziness when you go to these stores. So I've been good. Well, you know, yesterday, ah, she sends me to a store. I got to go. So I go. First of all, you got these jerks. They got these big, expensive cars. Hey, great. I'm glad you're driving these $100,000 cars. Hey, Good for you. You worry about somebody scratching your car. Go park it way, way in another part of the lot and then walk to wherever you're going. No, they're going to park sideways. Take up two spots. What? What the hell are you doing parking sideways? What is this? A goddamn world with a country pumpkin. What are you doing over here? Right? Just go park someplace by yourself. Very simple. Now, I finally get myself a nice spot. I park, right? I'm getting ready to get out of my car. Some jerk pulls in next to me. <laughs> right now, they're not over the line, but they're on the line. They're you know when you know those cars that park directly on the line, but then they're not in their space. They don't say the guy gets out and rushes out of the car. I can't even say anything. I said, okay. Now I got the busted wrist. I open my door. I'm going to be like a contortionist, like, like Houdini, to get out of the car now because I got no space to open the door with a busted wrist. So now I open the door. Now I'm trying to slither out of the car like a snake with a cracked wrist because this jerk has to pop right on the line. So now I get out. Okay, finally get out. I'm sweating. I'm ready to pass out. I get out of the car. I said, okay, I'm out. Wonderful. I go get what I got to get. I come out. The other car next to me, who pull, another car pulls in. You think they'd pull in between the lines and pull forward? Nope. The back end of their car sticking out. Sticking out. So now, I got to back out. Well, Jesus Christ. You're sticking out. Now I got to try to cut the, car, the, the wheel to get out of this spot. Not hit the car next to me. I got this other idiot next to me who's half out of the spot. I got one hand. One not one, one hand to try to do this. All right. So now back it out, back it out. I gotta worry about the cars in the other row behind me, right? You should have saw needless to say, I might have dropped a few inappropriate words. Pulling out of the spot. Maybe. Maybe. You? No. Maybe. Now. The last thing with these locks, 
You know, this didn't happen yesterday, but it happens very often. It's crowded. You're waiting for a parking spot. You put your directional on because you're going to pull into a spot. And the guy in the car or the woman in the car is sitting there and they're not moving. And they're waiting. What do they think? I'm driving by. I got my direction line. I'm stopped. I'm waiting for you to come out of the spot. They're playing with their head. They're flicking oh, their eyebrows. Yeah. They're doing all it. Back out. Show some courtesy. Let me pull in something. So listen, hopefully by the time we come back in July, the wrist is healed. There's no more cash. So I can drive with two hands and I can go into these parking lots and be calm, calm. And of course, avoid these lots as much possible, if that's even possible. And that's that's my wish for when we come back in July. So, first of all, um, and I think Joe will back me up on this, okay? The last <laughs> thing that we see you as is a contortionist. Oh boy! What? Like, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, snake. I love it, it. Sounds like it sounds like one of your driving tests. Should you be know, like a like a video, a real live video game where you're looking at Listen, the picture. Listen, one days. Okay, I got this. I'm gonna put a video in like the a car. Stanza with Frogger. Listen, no, I'm gonna do the real thing. I'm gonna put a video in the car one of these days when I go to one of these stores, Joe, and I'm gonna have to have you play it. Yeah. Just as long, just as long as you can put a wheel on the other side too, you know, like in the, the <laughs> driving school. But um, listen, as your attorney, okay, <laughs> my my suggestion to you while you have this thing on your show, everybody again, that the cast of the thing you got over there. Yeah. yeah. So my suggestion is when this situation happens, somebody's parked the wrong way, somebody's irritating you, which is pretty much what, Joe? Like how much how, how many times a day you think somebody is irritating him? <laughs> Listen, yeah. I've been good though. I haven't had a, a, a car story, parking story. In oh, you have them. You just haven't shared them. I haven't shared them. <laughs> I figured it's the season finale. I had to share it. Okay. Um, what my advice to you is you get out of the car and you see something like that, especially with that thing on your arm, take the thing off because you can't have pre existing and just lay under the car next to you. <laughs> just lay down, you know? And don't touch me. Don't move me. Get me an ambulance. That's it. You do that. Do that a few times. You know what I mean? You'll 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 be in good shape. And then you can put the thing. Then you can go and say, hey, look, I got a broken. I got a broken. You get your own parking spot right there. Everybody yeah, gets yeah. a parking spot nowadays. I, 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 I thought that's where you were going to go with it. This is reserved one. The little the little thing. The, the mother to be, they got a parking spot for uh, listen, hey, listen, like, hey, listen. Yeah. everybody now. Market's his own. <laughs> that's yeah, a good I like one. that, Joe. I like that idea, Joe. <laughs> yeah, reserve for reserve for Catone's uh, driving school, you know. <laughs> well, hey, listen, Mark, good stuff. It's only appropriate and apropos that you would start the season, Catone comments, with the driving situation and that you would end it. That's why nice I did two, that today. Nice two bookends. We like it. So we come back on July 23rd. We'll see. We'll see what kind of shenanigans uh, Mark's getting into, either with his neighbor on a ladder in the parking lot in the store. Maybe I'll have a golf cart story if I go oh, golfing. Oh, you go. That's, again, one of the last things we see you as is on a golf course of all places. So Catone's comments was presented by Studio 42 Designs. And listen, on that note, I think it's time to hear from one of you out in the nation in heated hotline. Joe, are we ready? Yeah. Let's do it.
Hey, Koshu uh, Katone, this is Larry from Somerset. Uh, just to want to talk about the, this, uh, the trade deadline and uh, Marcus Smart being on the block. And uh, people keep talking about why it's a bad decision to trade Marcus Smart. And I, I, I disagree wholeheartedly. Get rid of this punk. He sucks. Get rid of him. We would have won the NBA Finals had he not been there. Get rid of him. Get somebody like John Collins from from uh, from uh, the, the the Hawks and get rid of this Marcus Smart. I don't think it's a bad decision. What do you guys think? Well, I and what was it? Somerset. Who? What's his name? Larry. Larry. Thank Larry you very much, from Larry from Somerset. Right. Let me ask you something. What do you think, Larry? What do you think, Larry's sports superstitions are? Oh, Larry. <laughs> Larry, 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 Larry's in the corner with a racing form and a cigar. <laughs> you know, yeah. yelling at the TV. Larry's tipping a few back, uh, you know, during that no. call. Listen, um, Mark, it's it's something that that a lot of people are talking. Thank you, Larry, for the call. We Thanks, appreciate Larry. It. Um, it's something that that a lot of people are talking about right now. What what do the Celtics need to do? You know, I'll expand on what. Uh, Larry's talking about. I mean, what what should the, obviously they're close. They came two games away from winning the world world championship, so they're close. Clearly, um, we talked about inexperience last week. We talked about different things like that. But when it comes to Marcus Smart, let's let's go to the callers' uh, point. What do you think? Everybody's kind of split on this. You hear it. Here's the thing with Marcus Smart. He plays great defense, obviously, right? And he brings an intensity to the team that I don't necessarily know if you have anybody else on the roster that does that. And we've talked about this in the past. So is somebody like that somebody you need on this roster? Yeah, probably, because he can do some things that nobody else wants to do. Some of the, you know, in hockey, they talk about going into the corners and doing the dirty things on the ice. He does that in the basketball court, right? However... It was glaringly obvious against Golden State that you were short a ball handler, somebody that could really figure out what was going on, be a floor general, distribute the ball, and and, and do the things at a real pure point. Listen, Marcus Smart isn't a pure point guard. He's playing the point, yes. And and from January on, I'm going to give the guy credit. He played fantastic. But he's not a pure point. Point guard, and I know I'm going to get criticized for that because people say, "Well, what do you need a pure point guard for?" Well, in the Golden State series, you needed a floor general on the floor to take control of that game, and we didn't have it, especially when Golden State made runs at us or took leads, and you had to settle things down. They just continued to do the same old thing they were doing because nobody could take control. So, yes, what would I do with Marcus Smart? I would listen to offers. I'm not saying 100%. Hey, trade him. Listen to offers, but if you get something that is worth it, yeah, dump them, dump them. If you can, if you can, and you know who I want, I, I don't know if that's possible, and and I'll let you expound on that. You know who I want. I've been only saying it for a year and a half. Yeah, you want Bradley Beal, um, which you know, and, and get that in a second. But as far as smart goes, yeah, I mean, it was glaring. And the times this season, even after January where smart ran into trouble were these teams like Miami, you know, like golden teams that had an issue, uh, teams that could front could, could get up on you, uh, at the top, you know, in the perimeter and that kind of defense. And then the ball handling becomes a problem. It was a problem in that series. It cost them. That's what cost them. And we could talk about offensive rebounds too. Yes. But the turnovers cost that team. And the two series that they had the most turnovers were Miami 
and Golden State. And coincidentally, those are the teams that can, you know, play good perimeter defense. So if you want to go over, if you want to get over the top uh, for this situation, yeah, I mean, I think you do. I think I think you need to, if, if it takes moving him to bring in a good ball handler that can distribute, that can get, you know, that can be guarded at the top, and still get through it, still still get around it and create spacing for your stars. Yeah, I think you I think you have to do it. Now, how you do it, that's a whole different, that's a whole different thing. They gave him last year, what, uh, four years, 78 million, something like that. So do you realize that in the guard point guard position on this team, they have about 35 million dollars, uh, something like that, invested next year in that position. Um, or some 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 crazy number like that between White and Smart and even Pritchard. You and let me ask you a question: Are you getting thirty-five million dollars worth of point guard play? Do you think? It depends on how you see. It depends on how you see a defensive player of the year. Okay. I mean, look, you know, we we say what we want about Smart, but what he provides to the team, and I do think he's a he's a spark. I do get it. I mean, you know, he provides that punch in the face and that attitude that Tatum just doesn't have, and even Brown, he has it, but it's it's a little different. Um, but I think the problem with Smart is you got to constantly be on his ass to fall in line in his role. I mean, the report comes out that Udoka had to have a discussion with him and say, hey, look, what you're doing with Tatum and Brown, calling them out like that, you got to cut that crap out. This is them. If you can't handle that, we'll trade you. And then he falls in line. And he starts to see him get right back into it. So there's that issue too. But Mark, Will Brown will Brown and Tate? Because I don't think Stevens is going to do it. That's his guy, and he even said this week when he came out, he kind of said, you know, there are things you can do and guy pieces you can bring in that can alter your identity. That's trans translate that to I don't want to touch the team too much. I don't want to screw with them, but so, I think you have to. So I but think can Brown and Tatum force him out. Well, obviously, I think they could force him out as the stars of this team if they they they, they go to Stevens together and say, "Look, either he's going, or when our contracts are up, we're going." You make a decision; it's either him or us. I, I I think they would he would choose them over Smart if if they if they're willing to go to that that point. I don't know if they are. Okay, are they pissed off enough? I don't know that we don't know, but I will tell you this: I'll tell you this. They did it with Kyrie, Mark. They did do it with Kyrie. But I will tell you this: Are we better? Were we better off losing in the first or second round of the playoffs because they would have had to have taken a step back and made a move, a bold move, and say, "Okay, we're not there yet. We got to do something." At that point, they probably do move a guy like Smart and maybe some other pieces to try to bring in that third guy. At this point, you went to the finals. You were two wins away. You had a two-one lead in the finals. What Steven said, I think in their mind, they think we bring in a couple of ancillary pieces to fortify in different areas, and that's all we need to do. And in my opinion, that's a mistake. If that's your mentality, that's a mistake because I said it when it happened, and I'm going to say it again. If Middleton is healthy, I don't think you beat Milwaukee. And Milwaukee's not going to stand path and say, ah, oh, well, we're just Milwaukee will add a couple of ancillary pieces. Because I think they realized that they probably should have beaten you and would have beat you if Middleton played. So if the Celtics are naive enough to think, yeah, we're better than than Milwaukee, they're not. They wouldn't have beat them if Middleton played. So I, I think you need more than just a couple of ancillary pieces. And listen, 
Horford drank from the fountain of youth, Chris. Do you think yeah. he's going to give you that again if you get on a playoff run? Like, at some point, a decision is going to have to be made about him. And if it's not him, who comes in to fill his role because you need that role? See, and there's a lot there to unwrap. But there is. I, I can say this. I And I know what you're saying about Middleton, and I agree. They may not have won that series. However, when you look at that series, when you look at the whole playoff, you see what's going on on Boston side also. You know, Robert Williams, not healthy. Yeah. Okay? Um, Tatum, a year, uh, now 25 years old next season. Maybe he steps into that role. Maybe he figures his stuff out. Um maybe Pritchard grows a little bit and can handle the ball a little better. Um, things like that happen. And so do they necessarily 100% lose to Milwaukee constructed the way they are just because of Middleton next year? I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but the pushback you'll get is, no, you know what? There's some things the Celtics can do and will be better also. And when you come two games away, from winning the whole thing. Actually, when you come five minutes away from going up 3-1 in the series, which pretty much closes it, okay, um, how much do you really need to do when you're going to have a healthy Robert, Robert Williams back uh, being able to deal with some of this? We still got the problem at the top of the key and handling the ball. So the argument can be made that ancillary pieces will get this done. Maka, you brought up Hawford, okay? And to me right now, one of the – 1A of an issue is you have to have a succession plan for Hawford. Yeah. I don't know. Like you say, how much more is this guy going to give you? You know, now they have these trade exemptions. Okay, so let's just bring that up real quick. They got 17 and a half, $17.5 million for the Fournier de deal, but I think they got to use that by, by July 18th. You don't necessarily have to, but if they do, they have to do it then. $7 million for Richardson, $6 million for Schroeder. So, you know, there's a lot of money there. What can you do with that, and what do you think some of the ancillary pieces are? Because Mobamba and Jamel McGee are two guys that I'm looking at that you can possibly bring in to help this team. What do you think? Well, Bamba. They're playing I for think, Orlando, Mobamba, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think he could probably give you <coughs> a little bit of what Horford can give you. McGee, I think, is at the backside of his career. Yeah, I know he can help you. He can give you minutes to spot. Williams off the bench, but I don't think he can play the Horford role. I think Bamba might be able to play a little bit more of that role. And and I still think you have to look into going after a guy like um uh the caller brought up John Collins. Maybe it's somebody like that, right? Or somebody that fits that type of a mold that can come in off the bench and give you a spark that you don't necessarily have right now. Because listen, the bench. We talked about this. The bench really hurt you in 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 that Golden State series, and it really didn't play that well in, in the um, the Miami series either. No, especially Grant Williams. Um, he's somebody I would throw into a package because I think a team potentially may think there's some there, there's some potential there. I would give it. I would move on from Grant Williams if you could package him to get something in return. And it's also the guard from um, Atlanta. I think his name is Hootler. H u t l e i. Right. He Chris can give you. He's a distributor. He can score some points. He can play some defense. He's somebody who I think off the bench may even give you more than White is giving you. Like, it, rather than a Pritchard, you bring a guy like this in yeah. who, who also can add. So when we talk about ancillary pieces, those, listen, those are pieces you may be able to bring in. And I'm going to bring up a guy that you've brought up in the past that I know you like. 
What about looking at like a guy like Damian Lillard from Portland? Yeah, well, then okay, now forget we talk about, about Beal. The, what about him? Well, you talk about the big splashes. And by the way, out of the two guys I mentioned, the reason I like McGee is because you're not going to get a lot of mistakes out of him. He's got some champion, not championship medal, but good playoff medal with. Yeah, Phoenix. he does. And the are that close. If you're talking long term prospect, then Mobamba it would be a guy like that. But in the big, the big splashes now, you love Beal. To me, the perfect fit would be Lillard. Now, how you do it, how you make that go. I mean, both of these situations would have to probably be a sign and trade sort of deal, right? Yep. Where where you're moving some money and, and you're going to have to say bye to probably probably smart. You're going to have to probably say bye to Grant Williams. I'm okay with that. You? I'm okay with that. And if you got to package some draft picks with it, I would do that too. I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Now, I didn't even the, give up some of those younger guys like Naismith who's sitting on the bench. Get rid of him. I, I, I don't if they now, want. See, do you expect anything out of him? Because he's he's supposed to be a shooter. He's supposed to be a guy. Can can he make another? Can he make a jump? Can he contribute something? Naismith. I don't know. He has shown flashes, but I, I just don't know if he can make. I, I, I don't know. You don't see enough of him. I think he's a liability on defense. And if you can't play defense, Adoko don't like does not like to play you. No. Um. But but the kid was an unbelievable streaky shooter in college. He would hit a ton of three-pointers. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. Does he make that jump year three? We'll you're gonna, listen, you, if, if you keep him on the roster, you better hope he does because otherwise, what what are you doing with him? But between Beal and Lillard, Mark, do you find – because I know you, you, you're a Beal guy. You've been yeah. that, and it's not a bad guy to be, you know? But do you see a problem – because he's going to want to score the ball. I mean, he he wants to get his points too. You know, and do you think that's going to be an issue? Not so much with Tatum because they're buddies, but with Brown. I think if you're going to make a move like that, I think Adoku's going to, and, 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 and Stevens are going to have to bring these guys together. Going to to, he's going to have to sit Brown and Tatum down and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. This is what it means. We on board with this. You want a ring? This is our ring. And engage Brown's interest in it. And if Brown doesn't want it, I'm not saying don't make the move, but you got to say at some point you're going to have to say to Brown, you're either on the train or you're off the train. But listen, we ain't going to just keep, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think Brown would be okay with it for a ring because he might turn around at the end of his contract and say, okay, now I'm going. But he'd get Which his ring. what I think is going to happen. Which, but he'd get his ring, right? Right. Um, Especially if, you, if he gets a ring. If you bring an ancillary, okay, so let's play devil's advocate. So you bring an ancillary pieces. Yeah. You don't do the big splash. And you win the ring with the ancillary pieces. Does that guarantee you Brown's leave? Does Brown's, he could still leave. I think he will. I think he will leave, but. Because I don't it, think he likes playing second fiddle to Tatum. No, he doesn't. I think he thinks he can do more. Thinks yes. he can yes. do more. Now, I don't know if he can. I, I I really don't know if he can or not, but what it also does, you know, in your in your hypothetical here, they've won a championship now. And yes. you know what happens when a team has won. Guys now want to come. Absolutely. They want to come there. Yep. Okay. The runner up versus the champion, that's a that's a huge difference. So what other guys then are gonna want to come after that? So at I that mean, point you don't know. You're right, you don't know. You don't know what can happen. You got to get the ring. You know, so now once you get the close. ring, you're right, Chris. Once you get the ring, now you become one of those guys, one of those power brokers. Now you can become one of those players, right? You're one of those players that's now a broker and says, right. okay, listen, 
Here's come what here. we need. Come here. Here's what we need. We're going to win four, three, four, five of these things, right? Now you become right. one of those guys. They're young enough to do that, right? But but you're going to you're going to get the ring. Well, listen, free agency starts what? And how about That's the league. other how about Kyrie? He wants giving to out, go, he's he, giving ultimatums now. Yeah, well, they they're saying that the Lakers may be may he may that may be a destination for him. Is the Lakers. He could, you know what? That's fine with me. Celtics fans, you're gonna love seeing that. Let the Lakers blow up even more than they already are. That, that, LeBron's gonna go down that road again. Yeah, I think with LeBron's him. gonna end up playing for uh Golden State. But um <clears throat> listen, all things to look at. They have deadlines coming up now. They have deadlines for the trade exemptions, they have deadline the the, the free agency period is beginning. So free agency starts be, what June thirtieth that you can stay. I think yeah, that you can, can start, start right tampering. Yep. And then 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 June first, uh, July first. I think you uh, it could be the first day you sign. Yeah. So there are decisions to make quickly. And, yeah. you, know, the, you know this organization is not used to being this far. I mean, when you go to the finals, you don't you got to move on this. So yep. Stevens has been great. On a side note, listen for all the crap everybody gave him at the beginning. Well, he won't stay. He'll coach. Man, he's done a every button he's pushed worked. Every, every you mean, button that guy pushed. You mean worked. in contrast to the management of the Bruins? <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll come, we'll get into that. We're gonna see how their offseason goes. So again, heated hotline. Make sure you call in, email us. We want to know hear from you throughout the summer before July 23rd when we come back. Um, because the Celtics are gonna do a lot of things before then. So make sure you uh let us know your thoughts on that and uh who are we sponsored by? Heated Hotline and uh, is presented by Corso. I'm all, well, Joe, I'm like, way yeah, what is the, wrong? What's happening? What is, he's, is already on, he's already on summer I'm vacation, Joe. I'm tired. I'm tired. Joe, this is what it is. He's on summer vacation already. That's because you two made me do a show alone two weeks ago. Now I'm exhausted. He's going back to Joe. He's going back to that show, Joe. We were going to hear about it. <laughs> heated, heated Hotline was presented by Corso Law Group, Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. CorsoLawGroup.com. Allow us to be your voice coming up. Hey, let's get you set up for training camp in real deal. And that is next. It's that time again for a timeout for a message from one of our sponsors. No one ever thinks they will be in the need of a criminal or traffic lawyer, but things happen. Corso Law Group is Arizona's leading criminal and traffic law firm. Their 20-plus years experience and attention to detail has helped thousands of people all across this great country who found themselves in a situation in Arizona. So whether it's a traffic ticket or if you need reduced DUI or more serious issues, call or go online to CorsoLawGroup.com and talk with these expert attorneys who I know will help you. Corso Law Group. Back in with more Corso and Catone, the real deal, New England feel. And so listen, training camp's going to open up for the Patriots mid to end. Mark, look how excited he's getting right now. I'm so excited about it. But training camp's going to open up the end of July, just about when we come back from uh from so rookies, so rookies report the 19th, veterans yep. the 26th. Yeah, so we'll be doing a show on the 23rd, get you set up days before talk about some rookies. But right now, we want to get you set up for training camp now. And we're going to do that in real deal. Let's hear it, Joe. What are you writing now? Some working over here. You're talking about nonsense. I'm working. That's why we are the real deal. New England feel. It's going to be real. 
So as you say, Mark, training camp, full training camp is going to be opening up uh, July 26th. And uh, this is that lull now. This is that lull. All pretty much all the rookies have signed uh, as of today. Did the guy uh, from Houston sign? They all signed except for the quarterback, uh, fourth round pick. Zappy, whatever his what name the hell is. He's holding out for. But, uh, yeah, but... <laughs> Zappy. So, but all the rookies are signed. Uh, we're in that low where they're getting their final break now, and then they're going to come in in July. Mark, what are you looking? What should be going on now? Well, what are you listen, before then? we get into that, I just have to say. What? You're going to tell me I did something wrong again? No, 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 no. I'm scarred looking, me, Joe. Scarred for those me. of you who cannot see us because you're listening to us on iHeart or Podbean. Christopher has on a nice blue shirt with the old Patriot logo, Pat Patriot on, which is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, they're bringing back the unis. They're bringing back the red uniforms and the white helmets, and nobody is happier than Chris that they're going to bring those back this year. Right? Well, I can tell you this. You know why? Because it's honestly, put it this way. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm just a dinosaur. You know? Well, you are. Um, well, okay, fine. But my my 15 year old son, okay, shows Joe. Do we have that? Oh but, yeah. You know I was, I was waiting for the. I was waiting for that little gap in your conversation to go. I, I got something special. If you, I don't know if Mark has seen this. Mark, have you not seen this? I probably I, haven't. You they you they don't share nothing with me anymore. Oh, let, let everybody see it. All right, here we go. That's great. That was great. That is unbelievable. I love the helmet. Chris is okay. showing the helmet for those of you that aren't watching us on YouTube. <clears throat> that that oh. that promo was unbelievable, isn't it? Oh yeah. That is unreal. And I love I love the Andre Tippett at the end. At the end, those right. of you don't know that's Andre Tippett. I had to and explain that to myself. Did, did you see when on Twitter they released that? And who who responds? The Tom Brady Twitter account. <laughs> 
Uh, No, but he puts up like a gif and, and, and it's like, Oh no. And, and like, in other words, cause he loved the red jerseys too. Right. So he wore it. So listen, and I'm sure so no matter what he tries to do or separate himself, he still is pulled into going to be able to. He's New England. That's he, he still loves this place, even though he will never admit it. No, I know. But you know what? You know? What I love about well, first of all, to me, it's the best. And like I said, I'm a dinosaur, but my 15 year old son actually showed that to me last night. Um, and I said, Joe, we got to get this on the show. And uh, and he's 15, and he thinks it's the coolest uniform. He said, I don't understand why they don't have that uniform and that helmet. Loves the red shirts, the red jerseys, and white pants. I said, with the with the with the uh, the, the pinstripes, you know, down the, down the side, the, the piping. And, uh, it's, it's, it is, it's the best looking uniform in football period. I don't know why they don't go to that 100% of the time. Well, both nobody would be understand. Both of you might understand after next week's episode, I think we needed a little <laughs> superstition break from that uniform for a little yeah. We yeah. did. We did. Oh, we we've did. had enough of it, though. We've we had did. enough of it. We're ready to go yeah. back. We, we did. did. But listen, Chris, getting back to yeah. your you original question. I'm sorry I took everybody off track, but I, right. your shirt just made me think of the new unis. Come, the throwbacks, it's funny right? because you had no idea we were going to play I that. had no well, clue you were playing way, that. Mark. No clue. What do you expect to see? Well, I expect there's going to be a ton, a ton a focus on those linebackers, something you keep bringing up and bringing up. Listen, the linebackers are going to make or break, I think, Belichick's tenure in New England because he didn't draft a linebacker. And I really want to watch them in training camp and in preseason games, Chris, because if they're a bust, he, th- that may lead him out the door because that defense will struggle. And and they, you, you had so many opportunities to take linebackers in the draft and you didn't take one. That I, I I'm dying to see what the linebackers do in training camp. Yeah, because the problem is, no, you know, hey, look, if you have a few few projects there or a few unknowns, couple, two, three, it's the whole fine. unit. Fine, but the whole unit. Yeah, I mean, Judon is really. I mean, Bentley has been there, but you know, we think of Bentley. I mean, he's okay in the center for a bit for a little bit of short yardage stuff, but. No. You know, he's certainly not a, an athlete, but this question marks everywhere else. I mean, Perkins, Jennings, Uche, uh, what's his name? McCain, Wilson. The kid McGroan. McGroan. McMillan. McMillan. That's who I meant. McMillan. There's so many damn, ho- uh, uh, just, it's I don't know. It's the whole know. unit. Like you said, it's the whole unit. So you could either be feast or famine. And I agree with you that that's a major, major, major thing to look for when they get into camp. And the other thing too, staying on that side of the ball, Mark, the secondary, obviously JC Jackson's gone. And I told you, and I think you agreed. That's not that big of a loss for me. Okay. Because wherever he goes, as soon as he tries to lock up and man, I don't think he's going to be as effective personally. I don't think. So what do you do at corner? Now you have some guys. I mean, you drafted these guys, the Jones brothers there, but Here's the thing. What are they going to be? The ASU kid they're excited about in shorts and, and T-shirts. We'll see what happens when like he gets Like you said, you, you don't take much stock in that at all. No, I don't. Not t-shirt. on the defensive side. And and we, play, we played seven-on-seven seven game last night. The, 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 the school, <laughs> you know? Ugh. Anyway, so, <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and, and what the other Jones kid out of Houston, he hasn't even – he's still injured. So, Wade. 
guys like that, what are they going to give you? So those are two huge things to look for in training camp when the pad goes, pads go on. And on the offensive side, Mark, wide receiver, right? What's their depth chart going to look like? I'm going to tell you something. I think the wide receivers are going to be a pleasant surprise because I think, listen, I think this kid Nixon is the real deal. And, and I think he's going to keep pushing for a spot and, and playing time on this roster. I think the kid Thornton that they drafted is the real deal. He's got real game speed. He's got real speed. It's not just, oh, he shows it on film. No, he, it's it's real game speed that, that he can translate it to real action on the field. Like you said, though, Chris, let's see what happens when they put the pads on. Okay? We're going to see. Okay? Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to translate. Devontae Parker, I think, is going to be fantastic. Bourne has developed the chemistry. I think you're going to see him. I think you're going to see an improved wide receiver unit. I really do. And and you said all year last year that you thought our running back room was as good as anybody's in football. Oh, I think so. And I think that they improved. I think they improved it in the draft in the sense of they put big guys in there now that could lead block, that could get uh, get short yarded situations. You're not so you're not damaging Harris and Stevenson so much. You're not wearing on those two guys. So the guy's strong. You know, they, they can do that and mock the other. Uh, yeah, I love that room. I think we're good at quarterback. I do. I don't think quarterback's an issue last year. I don't think it's going to be going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive line. We talked about the zone blocking. I know you're worried about the tackles. I'm worried about the tackles. The guards. Every, from all things you're hearing with Strange is he's legit. He's gonna we'll be. See. He's gonna be a first day starter, Chris. Unless oh, he, he gets hurt. Well, he if he stays be. healthy. If he stays healthy, he's a first day starter. Well, they freaking better make him a first day starter. I mean, if they drafted him in the twenty, what was it? The 29th, eighth, ninth pick in the draft for Christ uh, Almighty. He better be on the field. No, I think the guards are gonna be good. Um, I don't know how much Owinu because you're probably gonna be looking at Strange, Owinu, Andrews in that middle, and then the move though, Mark. Trent Brown over the left tackle, and because that's how it looks like it's gonna be, and win over the right. You think that's gonna work? And what do you think about a depth problem? Well, they definitely have a depth problem at tackle. I mean, what do you got one uh, one guy that's going to swing to back both up? I mean, I, I, do we even got two tackles? Backup tackle? Yeah, a couple of guys that have versatility, and then they got. That's the what I mean. But <laughs> listen, when moving to the right side is almost like admitting you drafted a guard to play tackle. You put him at left tackle. It was an experiment. At times, he flashed but it was a failure. So now we're putting him back on the right side. I don't know. It's almost like Belichick's admitting, yeah, that experiment didn't work. He's going to go on the right side and we're going to put Trent Brown on the left side. I mean, what do you, I I mean, in my opinion, that's what it looks like to me. It's one step closer to a step out. Yeah. Yeah. It's one step closer to a step out the door because it's a demotion. And he can't be happy about that. This is a contract year for him. Screw him. No, 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 no. I understand that. But what I'm saying is personally as a player, he's got, maybe it'll motivate him a little bit, Chris, because you're playing for, this is your contract here. You're playing for left tackle money. You get shifted to the right side, right? Yeah. Well, it'd be lucky if he gets right tackle money too. And then the other thing I know we're late, but you know, the other thing too, we're all going to continue to look at is the coaching the coaching. It's what the people want. Oh, to that's going to come up. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's a little overblown right now. We'll see. But, uh, and is Kraft going to hold Belichick to the standard Belichick sets for himself? Yes. When players look like they're on the back end of their careers, Belichick says, listen, either take a pay cut or you're out the door. Would he tell Belichick, I'm not paying you $25 million anymore. You're, you're on the back end of your career. You're not showing me anything. Take a pay cut or you're out the door. Would he? Well, I don't know if he'll do that. 
I can. I'm, I'm paying you. The, you're, you're probably the mo- the highest paid coach in football. He is. I bring I bring in a rookie coach, pay him a lot less, and probably lose what one more game, two more yeah. games. What's the difference? Yeah. yeah. I'm and, still making money. And before, I know we, we're late. We're gonna go. But hey, Rob Gronkowski retires Chris, yeah. for the second time. For now. For, for now. now. Well, Until did you hear the agent say if Tommy calls him during calls the season? Him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That he just don't want to. He just don't want to go to training camp. No. He'll show up in September and play. He could have just held out. Those two, those two guys are going to play that Brett Favre retirement game uh, for God knows how long. So, yeah. gentlemen, it's that time again. Uh, and our season finale, our 40th show. Jo- boys, I can't thank you enough for the entire season. Everything was great always. Joe, you and you in the booth handling everything. And listen, you Good out job, there joining Joe. us. Yeah, all season long, everybody out there on YouTube and iHeart and Podbean and all the rest of the things, we appreciate it. All the, uh, the heated hotline calls, they've been spectacular. And uh, listen, all summer long, our shows are up. Watch them. Listen to them. Subscribe. Thumbs up. Follow us. All that stuff. But it's not over yet, is it, Mark? It is not over yet. We got one more show. A one superstition more to, show. One more to go. It's going to be our special show next week. Nice little We're going to bonus talk- show for the fans. How about that? What's that? Nice, a nice little bonus show for the fans. Yes, it is a bonus a show. Bonus. So make sure you come back next week, 7 p.m. Eastern. And uh, for our superstition, sports superstition show, call us. Heated hotline, 855-313-PATS. Email us. Corso.catone at gmail.com. We want to hear all your sports superstitions. Make sure you come back next week. And, uh, hey, we'll be ready to go because we are Corso and Catone, and we are the real deal, New England feel. See you next Saturday.